All right, hey everyone, welcome to Gray, the podcast about the light, the dark, the hilariously obscene, and everything in between. I'm Dylan, and that's Emily. Hello. And let's get to it. for you to say go no i just like to live in these moments oh yeah that's not good for podcasting babe what are you talking about those are great new yeah new silence podcasting still new no one's getting it perfect i mean they're doing better than not speaking well matter of taste no okay no no that's not what we're going with this week no what are you doing with your wrist what's going on over there it's burning well it's because you touched the oven I'm falling apart. You might be. Had a rough rough tubing incident. I'm very sore. Yeah, you hit the water kind of hard. I, I'm not kidding. You did like three somersaults before you went in finally. Three? Mm-hmm. Like actually three? I feel like I only went around once and then hit the water. Mm, it was like twice at least. At least twice. Well, I got the wind knocked out of me. Yes, you did. And I seriously thought that I'd broken ribs. I never was convinced you had broken ribs, but I was willing to take you to the hospital if you felt you needed to see it for yourself. It was very painful. I'm still in pain. I feel like I was in a car accident. It was only a couple days ago, so. Actually, this feels worse than when I was in a car accident. I, on the other hand, had a pretty sure I got a mild concussion from that. I got hit in the head twice. First Everybody, one with the rope, and then the second time with the plastic thing that holds the tube to the rope. Tubing is very dangerous. <laughs> but very fun. Until it becomes very dangerous. Meh. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Full circle. Other than that, I'd say it was a fun weekend, though. It was until... My body felt like it was literally falling apart. Yeah, but it was fun before that. It was fun. Yeah. Was fires fun. are fun. Huh? I said fires are fun. Uh, you said flowers. Flowers are fun. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I'm not wrong. I am not wrong about flowers. All right, moving on. Whatever. That's very Debbie Downer. <laughs> Is that how that goes? I don't know, but I hope so. Trying to think of ways to keep it upbeat, but it's pretty Debbie Downer that about the whole Naya thing. Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera. Rivera. Yes, that's right. Naya Rivera. It's so awful. And like kind of by accident my story is kind of similar to her story oh this week but it was totally by accident yeah wow that's quite the coincidence we've found ourselves in okay well we should tell what happened in case you know more about it than i do you've you've kept up with it a little i better. don't know that much about it so naya rivera who's played santana in glee 
was missing after going out on a lake in California and she was boating with her four-year-old son. Just the two of them on the boat. Yeah, and basically they just found... So she rented this boat. Mm -hmm. And once, like, the rental time was up, they were like... They went out looking for her and they only found the four-year-old boy in the boat. They decided that she... 100% 100% did not commit suicide. Right. Because of what the four-year-old had said. Well, I, that's news. What did he say? I don't know. Is she? He basically just said that, you know, like a four-year-old way, said that she was sure that she could swim there. Swim where? In the, in the lake. Oh, I, I thought the way you phrased it, I thought you meant like there was a spot she was trying to swim to. I think she just wanted to, like, jump in. She was probably hot or something. Right. And she thought that she could, like, basically tread water for a little bit there. Right. And then she, the little boy was like, but I could see her, or, like, mommy, like, f- was floating to the bottom or whatever. Or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He watched it? Yeah. Oh. He's going to have nightmares about that for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's some serious trauma. Yeah. He's going to have to go to therapy for a long time. I'm sure he will. It's real sad. And so many, like, all the Glee stars, minus Liam Michelle, <laughs> went to the beach, kind of where it happened, and they all kind of got together. Oh, as a little, yeah, a little memorial for her? Yeah. She was such a good singer, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was very talented. She very... was so good. That is... It's very sad. I'm kind of surprised that she didn't do more after Glee. Like, I... if she had that baby right after well, Glee. Yeah, and maybe... Glee was a lot, though. I Glee was a hard show to be in. Yeah, and she was, I mean, I she was the in first... it from the first episode. Yeah, I heard the first season. They would have walk-ins. Yeah, you told me about that, where they would learn everything and, like... The choreography yeah, lock-ins. Yeah. No, yeah. For, uh, how long were those last? I don't remember. They'd keep them overnight. I don't know why that was not, like, I don't know why that was not illegal by SAG. I feel like SAG can do way more to you than Equity can. No, but that's the third person from that cast to die. I know. So Finn. Isn't that bizarre? That is a weird coincidence that three members of that cast are now, have, have, have passed on yeah to just lock the rest of them up in a quarantine of their own and keep them alive no they're already quarantined this is more quarantine though like like big bubble dome type isolation that sounds awful yeah what so much for trying to keep it upbeat <laughs> and happy it's for day what actually is that i don't know i feel like that's kind of right but it's not right I think they do the yeah, but then she's got a little theme song. Yeah, and I can't think of the I can't think of the song. (laughs) 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 Oh, my side hurts so bad. (laughs) I can't laugh. It was our one month anniversary this week. Oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it's your birthday today when the show comes out. That's true. I will be twenty years old. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, closer to 30 than I am to 20. And what are we going to do? 
we are going to your you bought stuff for egg mcmuffins at home mm-hmm. sausage and egg mcmuffins to make here which are going to be very good well we'll see i'm not that great a cook they're not that hard to make well see <laughs> <laughs> you're a good cook thank you that everything chicken stuff was really good that's very nice of you yeah so we're gonna have mcmuffins and then we're gonna do some stuff around the house and try and find a spot to go have dinner maybe and then we're gonna have a fire at your mom at my mom's ha- my mommy's house oh yeah so yeah birthdays are a little a little more uneventful these days for everyone yeah it was hard to like figure out what to do yeah but that's okay you know you just got to make the best of it it's still gonna be fun yeah just a different kind of fun yeah it'll be good you just have to make the best of the situation we've been dealt so that's what we're gonna try and do and that's what we hope you all and everyone you know are trying to do you know just make it the best you can i feel like the dog's gonna start barking she just has that look in her eye she says mom you're in my spot yeah that's what she's actually mad about did you want to do the podcast? She's like, when's it going to be my turn? I have lots of things to say. She always has lots of things to say. And that's true. She she has made quite a few appearances. Well, let's hit it. Okay. My story this week is the story of Natalie Wood. Famous actress. Yes. Natalie Wood was born on 19... 19- Take two. That was the board clap. Click, 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 clack. There it is. Clack. Take three. Clack. <laughs> Take four. Clack. <laughs> okay. Natalie Wood was born July 20th, 1938 in San Francisco, California. Coming up on her birthday here. She was a child actor. She was the little girl in Miracle on 34th Street, that famous Christmas movie that yeah. I can't believe you've never seen. Still, yep. Um, her Since a movie night in my future this holiday season. Yes. <laughs> that and um, wonder It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen that movie. Yes, but you don't appreciate it the way you should. <laughs> so you have to watch it over and over again until we drill it into your brain that it's a great holiday movie. I feel like that's brainwashing and you've just admitted to it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got her. That's fine as long as you <laughs> like the movie. It's a fine movie. It's so good. Zuzu. Zuzu's Petals. How was that? That was very good. <laughs> yeah? Did I do okay? Or are you making fun of me? A little bit. You butthead. <laughs> okay. So. You want the moon? Oh my I'll god. the moon. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know that movie. You can't say I don't appreciate it. I know so, it enough to know some of the lines. Okay, well... Now it's a holiday tradition to watch it every Christmas. We can do that. Anyway, Natalie Wood. All right. It was in our vows that he has to watch this movie with me. That was not in our vows. How do you know? What do you mean? I was there. Okay. Sorry. So she was in Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. Um, And what I knew her from was she was... Maria in West Side Story. Maria. Which is a little problematic right now because she was not um, Latina. She was not. At all. I think she was actually Jewish. Yeah, problematic. But. Oh, no. 
penny. Okay, but that's what they that's what they did back then. Yeah, it was easier to do it then. You yeah. just write it off as. Proper and I'm also pretty sure she didn't even. <gasps> I'm also pretty sure she didn't even sing in West Side Story. She didn't. No. I had, think someone else did her vocals. They had someone else doing the vocals on that. Penny. Now Penny's going to try to sing for her. She's going to sing a little Maria. Ready, Pens? Oh, wait. That's Tony's song. Nope. Ready? I feel pretty. Five, six, seven, eight. That's a dancer's count. Go. One, two, three, four. That's the count. It worked. <laughs> Hey, there we go. <laughs> Doing great. Good job, Pens. Good girl. What a pretty singer. The voice of an angel. All right, so basically, she was a huge star. She had three Oscar nominations before she was 25, so I hate her. What am I doing with my life? It's fine. Where's it's my fine. Success? It was easier back then. Maybe. Was it? No, I feel like it's just easier when your parents get you into show business when, when you're, you're like two. Two, yeah. That's what's easier. Mm-hmm. When you have to start when you're 18, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie went on a studio date with Robert Wagner, and it was kind of like the studio was setting them up. Right. Which happens apparently a lot in Hollywood. Well, isn't that like what was rumored around Nick Jonas and Priyanka for a little bit? Yes. And I still think that could be true. Also, um, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. For sure. Apparently, like she auditioned to be his wife. Mm -hmm. That's super crazy to me. And then... Apparently, according to... I was listening to this podcast... I think it was like the Skinny Confidential or something. And she was interviewing a, a Hollywood makeup artist. Right. And he was like, there's so many of them. He's like, I legally cannot talk about them. But there's so many like set up couples. It's all for publicity. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> but apparently the studio date ended up like working out. And they got married literally like months later. Uh, two love. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were married for five years, and then they divorced, and they both moved on and married other people, and they both had kids with these other people, and then years later at a dinner party, they that they were both at, they saw each other and they realized they never stopped loving each other. Aww, and. Then they both got divorces from their second marriages, so they were still married. <laughs> and then a few months later, they were remarried for a second time on a yacht. And her sister asked her why she was marrying him again, and her response was, because sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Good, good place to start. Not great. So now we are fast-forwarding to November 29th, 1981 on Catalina Island in California. So it's Thanksgiving weekend. They are 22 miles away from Los Angeles. On a, It's like a very touristy boating town. And they've got a marina and people bring their yachts in. And um, in the summer, it's 
mainly tourists, but in the winter and like Thanksgiving, it's just locals, which is kind of why they were there because they were getting away from the reporters and fans. And right, it was easier to yeah, have it was some just a little privacy, a little getaway. Yeah. And Robert had a sixty-foot yacht named the Splendor. Ah, the Splendor. And he he had a boat captain named Dennis. The Menace. No. Oh. <laughs> Dennis Danver, and he would take care of the yacht, and he would. Um, he was like the boat. The boat guy. He was the captain, but he'd also known them he'd been the captain of their boat for a long time and take care of it so they're he's kind of friends with them too also that weekend natalie invited christopher walken on this little weekend getaway because they were shooting a movie called brainstorm together at the time and they'd kind of become friends so the night of the 29th robert wagner natalie wood and christopher walken are at a local restaurant and by the time they leave, they are so drunk that the owner of the restaurant calls the marina, saying that he's nervous that they wouldn't get from the dinghy to the yacht safely. Oh, yeah, because I guess they wouldn't bring in that 60-foot yacht to the marina. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they would They would have to have talk, brought the dinghy out. So, yeah, especially yeah, if it was just them, that's like take drunk driving and then put it on water. Yeah, no good. And try and mix that. And uh, you get... Most of the time, nothing good. But apparently, they made it. Yeah, they did make it. And then at one thirty in the morning, Robert Wagner radios into the mainland saying that they need help because someone is missing on their boat. And for some reason, the person that picks up happens to be that restaurant owner. Doing his closing time duties. That's all. That's why he was there. Yeah, just sitting on a boat radio. I don't know. And then... He talks to them, but it's not until 3.30 in the morning that they actually radio the Coast Guard and that Natalie Wood is missing. Two hours later. Sketchy! Yes. So, after hours of looking, like, the Coast Guard, they're on, like doing a full search for Natalie Wood now. And at 5 a.m., they find the dinghy that they believed she was on, but they only found the dinghy. She was not on that boat. So they search around the area where the dinghy was found, and then literally the next day, it's morning now, they find a red puffer jacket in the water, and they come up closer, and it's Natalie Wood face down in the water. So obviously, it does not take long for paparazzi and the media to get a hold of this story, and a lot of people suspected foul play. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's three other adults and natalie wood unlike naya rivera mm-hmm. where it's just her and her son her four-year-old son four-year-old son on the boat who could not have done anything right they started an investigation the los angeles police department opened up an investigation and they interview robert wagner first because husband typically it's always the husband when in doubt it's the husband and so this is Robert Wagner's story. He said that they were all in basically like the living room of the boat because this boat is basically a house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a house. It's got a den. It's got a fireplace. You don't even know. Yeah. And um, he said that they were all in the living room and then Natalie got up to go to um, 
their bedroom and later when Robert went to go in and check on her she wasn't there and the dinghy was gone so he thought that she must have just gone to shore she needed a break she needed a break from the big yacht and just had to get away from it all yeah <laughs> and then they brought Christopher Walken in and he was interviewed as well and he said basically the exact same thing that Robert said hmm. which is never a good sign Mm-mm-mm. someone had time to talk it over yeah like hours yeah so then they interview the boat captain ah uh, Mr. Danvers yes and he had the same story never good not a good thing so the detective realizes that she went missing at midnight and there was no contact until 1.30 yes they didn't make any calls for help until 1.30 and then they didn't call the Coast Guard till 3.30. Plenty of time to make up a story. Robert said he didn't want to make a big deal about this because he didn't want the media to find out. I'm sorry, but... Your wife's it, missing. Yeah. You should probably make a deal out of it. If you were missing on a boat at midnight, I would literally be in the water with a flashlight at 12.01. Screaming. Hmm. You're a good swimmer, so... Thank you. I do swimming lessons. You can call it 555-555-5555. I don't think that was the right number of numbers. It was right. I you counted. You counted as you said it? Yep. Good on you. Thank you. So the detective thinks that the time difference is strange as well. Hmm. And he goes to look at the boat, basically the crime scene, and he sees that there's a broken wine bottle and the place is like trashed from a fight a fight ensued well i don't know allegedly yeah is that better sure basically robert wagner said that the water was like rough that night so that's why the place was a mess i mean it's possible after working on vista fleet i know for a fact that rough waters can uh wreck your stuff Lake Superior is not a kind mistress. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so she had an autopsy done, which showed that there were bruises all over her body, including her face. Her blood alcohol content was 0.14, which was over the legal limit at that time. So she was drunk. I don't really know the blood alcohol content levels, so I don't know if that's, like, insanely high or not. But I mean, that's a lot, because I think... I think the legal limit is 0.08. Ugh. I think. I'm going to fact check that while you uh, keep telling your story. I'm listening. Okay. So the investigation concluded that Natalie had attempted to get on the dinghy and she slipped and fell into the water. Nailed it. 0.08. So she was well over the legal limit. She could, If she had gone behind a vehicle and got pulled over, she would have gone to jail. Anyway. No good. Okay. So she wanted to leave. Yes. Yeah, sorry for interrupting you. Find your spot. That was my bad. <laughs> the pressure. I'm nervous. Okay. So the investigation <laughs> concluded that Natalie had attempted to get on the dinghy and slipped and fell into the water. She wanted to leave the boat because the two men 
were having a drunken fight and she just wanted to basically get out of there. Right. So there's a couple of theories as to what the fight was about. Right. Okay. So the first theory is that Natalie and Christopher Walken were having an affair and Robert was furious. Well. The second theory is that Christopher and Robert were having an affair <gasps> and Natalie was furious. Well, you know, Christopher Walken's a good looking guy, so I could see it going either way. <laughs> I really could. And the medical, the chief medical doctor declared that this was an accident. And two weeks later, after her death, they closed the case and said it was an accident. Piss poor police work. Ten years later. Ten years later. Nice SpongeBob fans in the house. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, but for real. Sorry. Yes. Ten years later. Okay, in 1992, which is actually 11 years later, but whatever. Matt's hard. It's fine. You're still cute. Thank you. Um, a phone call came. Sit down, my wine. Okay. <laughs> Sit down, my wine. <laughs> um, in 1992, a phone call to Lana Wood, her. Oh, uh, Lana Natalie's, Wood, Natalie Natalie's Wood's sister. sister yep. Was made. By the captain of the Splendor, Dennis. That night? Wait, no, no. I'm sorry. Ele- Duh. We just went over this. 11 years later, Natalie's sister received a phone call from Dennis Danver, captain of the Splendor. Dylan's right. on board. And Dennis said, and he basically was like, I've been holding this back for a decade, and I can't keep this secret anymore. Dennis says that there was a huge argument because Christopher Walken was giving a ton of attention to Natalie and Robert was furious about it. And he basically said something along the lines of, if you're not having an affair, you're having an emotional affair. Oh, like a sexual affair. You're having an emotional affair. Oh, yeah. 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 And everyone was super drunk. So they just start having a fight. Robert slammed a wine bottle on the table. That's the broken wine bottle. (laughs) And they started screaming at each other, and Natalie basically had had it, and so she left and went to the bedroom that her and Robert shared. Later, the two guys go to bed, and Robert went into the room that him and Natalie shared, and they start fighting. Screaming, screaming, screaming. And Dennis, the captain said it was so loud it sounded like furniture was being thrown around the room. Well, yeah, if the dude's drunk, he's probably going to throw some furniture. Or her. Or her. She could, too. That's very true. No, I'm saying he's throwing her. Oh, into the furniture. Remind me in the autopsy, was the bruising? Yes. Ooh, facts are coming together. So Dennis went to go. He went and knocked on the door, to, and then he, he saw... Robert and Natalie at that time, and he said they both looked fine. And they basically, Robert was basically like, I'm good. So later, Dennis went up to the deck and saw that Robert was there. And Dennis asked where Natalie was, and Robert said she was gone. <laughs> Dennis realized that she was in the water. He could hear her asking for help. To get out of the water. Robert said to leave her there to teach her a lesson. 
and then takes a big swig of a bottle because he's freaking wasted. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's horrible. Teach her a lesson? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get her out of the water. Oh, what a piece of garbage. Ugh. Garbage. Okay. Dennis continued to ask if he could help her get out of the water and Robert continued to say no and just kept drinking and kept getting drunker. Later, after they realized Natalie was gone, Robert had a discussion about what to say and what the three men would agree to say to the police. And that's probably why it took them so long to call for help. Right, they had to make sure all the details were straight with everybody. Yeah. No one was going to squeal. Yep. And apparently, there was a woman in a nearby yacht that said she could hear a woman screaming that night for about 20 minutes. And she said that she heard men responding, saying, keep your pants on, or you'll be fine, or you're, you're just being a drama queen, kind of thing. And that's why she didn't help, because she thought that somebody was... There and helping her. Yes. Because she knew there were people around right. the person that was drowning. Right. I wonder how that woman feels now. Uh, and so the investigation never interviewed this lady. And they also never interviewed the captain, Dennis Danver. Oh, really? Like the actual invest- the investigators, they just talked to Christopher and Robert? Well, they talked to him for a minute. And basically he just said what... Um, the others were saying. The others were saying, but if they had talked to him for just a little bit longer, he might have cracked under the pressure. Yeah, they probably could have gotten him to tell them the real story. Right. And then they just closed the case. It was an accident. Simple enough. And then finally, in 2011, they reopened the case. A medical examiner redid the autopsy and concluded that Natalie Wood's death was caused by drowning and other undetermined factors, which was enough to restart an investigation. And then finally, in 2018, they made Robert Wagner a person of interest. Took them, what, 30 years? He's not even in jail. Not 30 years. A long, t- too long. He's not even going to court right. right now. He's just a person of interest. Is this investigation still ongoing? I don't think so i mean technically but no one's doing anything about it right so natalie wood had said many times in many different interviews that she's always been terrified of the water especially dark water yeah so she would not have gotten on a dinghy in the middle of the night by herself by herself because she was mad she would have been too scared she would have told the captain to turn the boat around yep or to take her on the dinghy. Yeah. Yeah. Fear's, fear is a crazy thing. It's it's the power. It's crippling power is incredible. And she literally died from her biggest fear. Her biggest fear killed her. From drowning. Yeah. And that's, that's the case in Natalie Wood. It's such a messed up story. So yeah, a lot of, well, not a lot of parallels, but I mean, just the fact that the two died in the same way. Yeah. It's sad. All right. On to something happier. Right, I'm going to try and... Happier times. Make you laugh a little bit. All right. Got a couple stories here. Oh, I don't know if I can laugh. My side hurts so bad. Well, you're going to have to figure it out. All right. So this first article was published on June 9th, 2020. So my new format, I'm just going to 
I state the article that I pulled my info from, and then I'm just going to give you the bullet points. All right, and we'll go for, we'll go from there. So June 9th, 2020, uh, by Sophie Lewis, published by CBS News. So there were astronomers at the Jordel Bank Observatory in the United Kingdom that reported that they've received or that they've um, located fast radio bursts or FRBs coming from a galaxy 3 billion light years away. This is a signal. Um, it's, it's basically uh, defined as a burst of radio waves that lasts a millisecond. Aliens. That's so. Um, Keep talking. So this particular fast FBR, fast radio burst, um, is transmitting signals in a 157-day pattern. So they receive, they pick up the signal every 157 days. So what is that like, twice a year? Why can't they pick up the signal all it, because the time? Of how, because it, it pings. So it pings. It sends out the signal. It's not a continuous stream of signal. Why? Well, they don't actually. They don't know why it's not a continuous stream of signal. It's just that's when they, that's when Earth receives the signal. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So they receive the signal every 157 days. I thought they were sending out a signal. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. So, so I was like, what is the So they point? actually don't know what causes the signal. Aliens. So that's why they haven't been able to like send out their own signal. We, we are not currently sending out any sort of fast radio bursts because we don't know what's causing them. There have been multiple, multiple of these FRBs discovered since two, uh, the first one was found in or listened to, I guess, in 2007. Most of them can be traced back to the original, like, galaxy that they're from. But, like I said, we don't know what causes them. Scientists think it may be related to the orbit of a massive star or a black hole. Um, And if there were more of these happening more frequently, they could better study them and learn what actually causes them and turn letting us send them out ourselves. And like you said, it could be aliens, but we don't know enough about them yet to really have any sort of conclusion on if it's extraterrestrial life trying to communicate with us that'd be cool though with all the stuff especially now that people are confirming ufos i think it's aliens because i want to believe that it's aliens yeah we can't be the only ones it's 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 more likely that it's it makes more sense that it's impossible that we're the only living yeah planet and area 51 it also makes more sense that there's planets way smarter than us. Oh, absolutely. That can figure out how to get to other planets. Mm-hmm. That have probably been around much longer than our planet has. We're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of idiots. Except for the smart people that are battling the pandemic. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are smart. <laughs> America should listen to you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's my little little blurb about potential aliens. Not potential. Probably aliens. Probably aliens. And now we have the title for this episode. Probably, Probably aliens. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Wood's death? Probably aliens. No, just kidding. No, it was Robert that Wagner. That was Robert Wagner was Robert all Wagner. the way. 100%. Unless he's an alien. He could be. Someday we'll never know. Think about it. All right, next up. <laughs> this article is published June 12th of 2020. Um, written by Travis Fedshun. We're going to go with that. Good job. On Fox News. So this took place in Florida. A man named Stephen Shields, 24-year-old and white, 
crashed through what? the white. He's a white man. Oh. A white man. I don't like that. Aspirated WH. Stressing me out. White. He crashed through the entryway of a Catholic church in his car, poured gasoline all over the foyer, <gasps> and lit it on fire. And then attempted to flee the scene. Got in his car, drove away. There were parishioners inside of the church setting up for the morning mass. This happened on a Sunday. <gasps> now, he was apprehended by a deputy, deputy, a deputy who stopped him by ramming his car into Shields' car. Pretty awesome, if you ask me. That's um, scary. So this guy refers to himself as King. Don't know why. And Was it Kanye West? It's not Kanye West. <laughs> And claims to be on some sort of a mission and that he has a big problem with the Catholic Church. That sounds serial killery. So he has um, schizophrenia, actually. Serial killery. And he stopped taking his meds. <laughs> oh, and although, by the way, none of the, no one was, no one in the church was hurt or anything. They put the fire out pretty quick. Good. Just a wild Sunday. <laughs> yeah. They still had church, actually, <laughs> that day. So yeah, he stopped taking his meds for schizophrenia, and now he's facing multiple charges, including attempted secondary murder, arson, burglary, and attempting to elude. So, 24-year-old crazy white dude tries to burn down a church. It sounds like he needs some... Um, Therapy? Yeah. And medic- he he should probably be- take his meds. He should probably take his meds. I'm sure they have him back on them. I'm sure they got him. Through an IV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Oh, laughing hurts. Feels good. No. All right, ready for another one? Yes. July 10th. <laughs> she said through a pained gasp. Don't make me laugh. July 10th, 2020. <laughs> um, written by, and I'm going to butcher this and I apologize, Dankia uh, Kirka <laughs> by HuffPost. All right. In London, so this takes place in London. Um, so back in 2018, a man named Mark Royden attempted to steal an original copy of the Magna Carta, which is the founding document of English law and civil liberties. So basically, he tried to pull a national treasure and steal the Declaration of Independence of London. I think I've said this before, but I love that movie. It's a good movie. The second one's pretty good, too. Um, he tried to smash through the security glass. With a hammer. Just like broad daylight. <laughs> Try to do that. So not as sneaky as no, that not movie. As, exactly. So it's like the poor man's version no of... No plan. Yeah, no plan. Just here's a hammer. That's This seems like a good idea. Needless to say, he failed horribly and was tackled down by tourists and staff of Salisbury Cathedral, which is where this particular copy of the Magna Carta is located. Which, by the way, this is only one of four remaining or one of four existing copies of the Magna Carta. Did it get injured? No, it was totally fine. They Because st- they he couldn't break through the glass <laughs> with his hammer. <laughs> I don't think he had very many opportunities to try because I'm pretty sure he got tackled down pretty quick. Um, Can you and- imagine being there and just like turning around and being like, I'm sorry, what me, just sir? happened? What are you doing? Um, so that happened in 2018, and just recently, like this year, he was sentenced to four years in prison. So he had like, I don't know where he's been for the past two years, if they've had him in holding, like awaiting a hearing, 
but now he has four years in prison for trying to steal the Magna Carta. Do you know if he had any like mental? So, it's interesting you say health that. Health problems. His, his lawyer actually argued that he was in a car accident, I think, in 1991, which left him with brain damage, which they um, argued caused flaws in his judgment, which led him to do this, which is probably why he only got four years. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, the poor man's uh, national treasure. Aww. He just wanted the treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Little souvenir. Take home with him. Okay, last one. This is May 8th of 2020, written by Edgar Sue, published by the HuffPost. This takes place, this is in Singapore. Um, City officials enlisted robo-dogs to help warn park-goers to social distance. So this, it's a remote-controlled four-legged machine built by Boston Dynamics named Spot. It's a black and yellow. That's terrifying. Well, <laughs> yes, but it's Singapore. Like, I mean, that's where this last season of Westworld was mostly filmed. So and it's totally futuristic. Like, that's just what it looks like. So they're kind of ahead of the curve on all things technology. But so they, they're using this robo-dog. It's remote-controlled. Like, it's not doing its own thing, as far as I know. It's like, like someone watching? Oper- like someone's operating it, I think. But it has, like, voice lines. Like, it talks to the guests. Not the guests. Guests. We're in Westworld. Um, it talks to the people in the park. Like, Get please, away. Help, please help keep Singapore safe. Always remember to keep a distance of one <laughs> meter, which is what, which is their, you know, their system. Um, it has equipped with small cameras to monitor the number of people in the park. And, but they say that it cannot track an individual's personal info. Likely story. Yeah, that's just what they're telling everybody. It's got facial recognition. Literally your phone can track. Yeah. I, yeah. so in the dressing room of Mama Mia, yeah. a girl I was sitting next to was talking about these special bracelets called, oh, what were they called? Um... Oh, I forget the brand, but it was like a special brand of bracelets that I have never looked up before. She was talking about it for a while. The next day on my Facebook, I get an ad for those bracelets. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Remember how you were always saying we were going to look at Ruggable to get our rugs? And we talked about that a couple times. Never once had I looked that up on my phone. And then one day, boom, ads for Ruggable. Your phone is always listening to you. It's listening to us right now. I'm probably going to get an ad about Ruggable tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> Just what we need, more rugs. More rugs. We have <laughs> like four in our, three in our apartment. We don't need any more. Don't um, give me that. <laughs> they've also, back to spot here, they've also trialed it for temporary use at hospitals to bring medicine to patients. So like Singapore's taken the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 quarantining very seriously. Um, they have a huge, very strict set of lockdown rules that if you break the rules you could be fined a large amount of money i mean we like, maybe should to, be doing that here i know like you like you cannot go outside without putting a mask on you have to wear a mask if you're going anywhere i don't know if they're still doing this because this is back in may um but at the time you could only leave your house for groceries or like essential essential things like we kind of did that here like that's what they said everyone should do but people were still out just because yeah you know what and i mean now the U.S. is on fire. Yeah, pretty much. 
so yeah, they're taking it very seriously over there. A lot of European countries take have taken this very seriously, which has led them to, you know, pretty much beat the virus. New Zealand did. Yeah. Did you see the video of the president of New Zealand dancing? No, I'm going to look that up <laughs> later. I think it's a girl. Really? She, yeah, she was doing a little jig. <laughs> we beat the virus. Oh, it's like that song from Blue's Clues. So this is our announcement that we will be moving to New Zealand. We're not moving to New Zealand. We can't even leave this country. We can't? I don't know. We can't go anywhere. They're not going to let people in. They beat the virus. Especially if we're from America. They're going to be like, ha, stupid Americans. Excuse me. Go back to your dumpster fire of a country. Ugh. Don't remind me. Okay, keep going. So this is not the only machine that's been deployed during the pandemic. One, another one of note is a small robot ca- robot car that was deployed to a nearby reservoir to warn visitors not to loiter and that gatherings are not allowed. <laughs> like has voice lines that says, drives up to people and says, hey, knock it off. Can you gatherings imagine little allowed. penny robots running around? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Singapore has robots that tell you to not be stupid. That's kind of cute. Yeah, well, I'll send you one of those pictures of, of Spot. The yeah, black I want to see it. Robo dog. <laughs> Doesn't We're, look like a dog. The only thing resembling a dog is the fact that it has four legs. Well, our new invention that we're going to pitch is going to be little robot pennies. <laughs> just pictures of Penny everywhere. Yeah, we're actually just going to send you a just picture like, just of like Penny. Animated pictures or like animatronic pictures that talk to you when you walk by. Hey, back up. Hey, where's your mask? Hey, don't be stupid. No, you have to do the penny voice that you think she sounds like. It's too much pressure. I can't do it right now. You have to. Is it like my Kermit the Frog voice? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, you. Back it up, buster. (laughs) Six feet apart means six feet apart. That'll show him. Where's your damn mask? (laughs) Nailed it. That'll show him. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. You heard it here first. Penny posters for all. She's so excited to meet you all. That'd be very cute. It would be. All right. All right. And I think that pretty much does it for this one. So thank you so much for listening, taking the time out of your busy schedules to to listen to us kind of chat at you for a little bit. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, tell a friend about us. We would very much appreciate it. You also can follow us at gray the podcast on instagram and on facebook also you can follow me at emily sue bankson on instagram and me at dylan underscore michael underscore also on instagram thank you goodbye now (laughs) don't laugh at me